There we go. Hi, everybody. Ronald Nesty here at uh, the Arcana Theater in St. Charles. Uh, we call it Rock and Roll Heaven here right outside of Chicago. This week's edition, Artists on Lockdown, Hanging and Banging. We've got some very special guests, as we do every week. We bring rock and roll's most enormous stars. i got to tell you, the last, especially the last few weeks, incredible. This is our 42nd, number 41 uh, episode on Artists on Lockdown. And my co-host tonight... Uh, as every week. These are legends and icons. You know him from Black Sabbath, from Last in Line. I just love this guy. Uh, I do, Vinny. Vinny Apassi, come on down. You know him from Dio. There he is. Apassi. 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 You must have a bad connection. You're really fuzzy. If you send me your coordinates, I'll beam you up. Well, you know what the issue here is? We had a huge, really I mean, this weather here, that we had a huge, we had it all set up, and a huge windstorm here in Chicago knocked down our thing, right? I can see it, right outside the window here. So we're really, really? struggling out here in Chicago, really bad. Like uh, wow. 60, to 60 mile an hour winds, it's been nuts uh, the last two days huh. over here. So we're going to we'll muddle through it this week. We're going to figure it out. Uh, but let's bring our big brother, you know, from Vanilla Fudge, of course, Carmine Apiece. Let's see what color hair we have this week. There we go. Gray, 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 gray hair. Gray, gray hair. Gray hat. I got hair. I still got hair. Well, that makes that makes uh, two of us. It needs to be. It needs to be washed. So I, I put the hey, hat. Hey, you on. know the uh, the logo uh, in the beginning. It looks like an Italian restaurant hanging and banging with Apice, Apice, and Onesti. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hey guys, we have a big show tonight. I'll tell you what, I want to talk about a couple things before we get our guests on. Uh, one thing in particular, but we got to make sure that we remind everybody, number one, we want to see your comments. Now, I'm on the chat here, so let me know. Uh, Kevin, Vinny, love the show on Tuesday. Uh, let's see here. Maria Lopez-Wells is saying hello. Bill Eggleston, okay. Eggleston, of course, good to see you every week. So make sure you, you chime in on our chat. Make sure you ask a question because at the end of the show, we are going to ask uh, some of the questions of our celebrities that you want to know the answers to. And uh, make sure you like us, you share us, you subscribe on all our platforms, on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, we hit iHeart uh, this week on our podcasts and Spotify accounts. Very, very exciting. So make sure you do that. So, Vinny, what do you think about our opening number, our opening music? I love it, man. Monsters and heroes, but the end is not good. It just cuts off. We got. I wasn't sure. Out. I didn't rehearse, so I was like, uh, and it stopped. Okay, um, here we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could fade it for you guys, or Carmine can. <laughs> yes, yeah. we'll have to work on the fading. You know, Let just like fade. I'm really good on fading. You could see I got the fade who going. Could, who who uh, Ben could tell me how long it needs to be, so it fades out nice, and then you go, hey, I'm Ron and Nasty. And we got a fabulous show tonight. And uh, a little underneath. Bring it underneath. We can leave it underneath. We can leave it underneath and very low. Yeah, you can leave it underneath. It's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Bring it down. Let me introduce the show. I was like caught off guard. And it's cool, though. It's really cool. But what do, you, do you like it, Carmine? Are we, do we have a, a consensus yeah, I like right now? It. I, I think it's good. I think it works. Hey, is that, a, is that a sweater underneath the jacket? What's going on there with that orange? All right. So, orange. you know what? I had a meeting today with the Italy, the Italian consul general here. Yeah. So I had to, uh, you know, I'm going to show you something. You're not going to hang on. You're not going to believe this. You're going to think I'm messing around. So this thing here, this little pin that I got to wear. 
you're not going to believe this, but I've actually, you know how Paul McCartney is knighted in England? Yeah. Well, in Italy, there's a thing called a Cavaliere. And the pre- now you think I'm messing around. The president of Italy, I've been knighted. I did just for my mom passed away, so I got lucky. But I actually been knighted by the president of Italy. That's called the Cavaliere. And I had a, a meeting with him today. Really? That's why I have this look today. <laughs> when did you get that? Today? No, no. I got it about uh, three years ago now. But, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm just saying. No, I you mean know, the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 80s, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, man, well, we got a good. big show. I mean, you know, that's why it we sounds like an show. Italian restaurant. Well, that's it. Hang so, in, you know, Well, you know, you guys are royalty. You guys are rock royalty. But here, I just want you to know I've got my little piece. I just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm hey, just guys. Saying, uh, let me just say. Come on. Besides Black Sabbath and Vanilla Fudge, besides Dio and Vanilla Fudge, besides Lasted Line and Vanilla Fudge, my favorite band is Yes. And tonight, we've got two superstars <laughs> from that band. Um, very excited. Billy Sherwood, John Davidson is with us. Let's bring Mr. Sherwood to the microphone. I know he's out there somewhere. Hey. Let's see. Hey. Hey. There's Billy Sherwood. How are you guys? Thanks for yeah, having me. Turn up, your, turn up your volume. You can. Um, ooh, I've, I've kind of, I'm not really savvy on this stuff. <laughs> that's we why we have you on the show are, because that's you, got a, that's the deal here. <laughs> you want, you I got it. You want, we you had a studio. Come on, you had a studio. You were an engineer. Yeah, but I don't run it from my iPad. <laughs> I know, and that's something. If it doesn't have a slide on it, I don't, I don't understand what to do, right? Right. Don't I have a tech around here? Some. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, where's the tech? The <laughs> where's, guy with the flash. You need a 16-year-old tech now these days, right? They can tell us what to do with these iPads and everything. Yeah. And remind me how to use it when I'm home and he's gone, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, well, I well, tell you, you know, what, Billy, I, I'm loving them, them get fiddles back on the wall over there. Look at those things. Yeah. This is my What's your uh, – I love the – let's see, is that a white one there? What is your favorite one out of that, that bunch right there? Well, my – my personal favorite is I, I've endorsed Spectre for many, many years, mm -hmm. and uh, I have a Spectre base here. I'll grab it real quick. Yeah. And it's got – it actually has these really beautiful inlays, which you see how these fish – Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, nice. Right? Wow. That's they, pearl. They go yeah, all the way up and down the neck. So, you know, in honor of Chris, uh, this, this base yeah. became available, and it was just too perfect. So that's my – favorite i i love all the uh oh oh no well let's get billy back in the meantime there he is billy we lost you for a second <laughs> hang on a minute. You know, hold on hold back. on you're back hey billy back. i have so i have in my corner there i have a 61 fender precision you're you're gone again billy <coughs> Ron? hey ron i have a 61 fender precision <laughs> ben and I now have a 1969 Ludwig snare drum right here that I just what bought. What do you now day. have? What do you mean you now have? Is that come out I of just, storage? I just, I just bought it. I just bought it. How much? So how do you when you say yeah. like, that? See that? When you say you just bought it. Is that like oh, a? That's cool. Look yeah. at that. Look at that muffler. Oh. Look at that. It's got a muffler and everything. What's and the that, size? Is that five or five? It's a five, five inch. Five inch. It looks bigger. It sounds that's great. Nice. How do you, really how do you buy stuff? I mean, is that something that somebody, I mean, a, no, a, I went, a guy like you. I went to, I got to say, 
It's the first drum I bought in about 20 years. Yeah, Carmine okay. doesn't buy drums. I don't buy yeah. drums either. Yeah, so well, you what steal happened? Them. What you, happened? you guys are from Brooklyn. You steal them. No, so I no. went to the steal, went steal to the drums. drums. You want to know how got, I got it or not? Wait, wait, no, wait. You steal drums and you leave them up on milk crates. What's left? <laughs> he got it off the back of a truck. <laughs> All right. No, tell us, no, Henry, Henry Hill gave it to me. The Henry Hill. There you go. Henry Hill. No, seriously, I went to an event Saturday at a, at a drum shop. And oh, really? There you go, Billy. And so, I went upstairs and, and I saw that drum. I said, wow, that looks cool. How much is it? So he told me the price. I took it off and I started playing it. And then I said, well, how much is it for me? And he gave me a discount. So I bought well, that's, it. I can't, like if it were mine, I mean, I would love the story alone to say, yeah, I gave my snare to one of the most iconic drummers in history. No, no I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't he, there. But he wasn't there. But, <laughs> but I did get, I also got a beater, you know, for the bass drum, a, a ball beater, which he did give me, you know. But then I okay. bought the snare drum. As long so as you now, got the respect, my man. That's well, wait a second. We have an inter a Sherwood interloper that just ran by. Somebody, somebody just there. An intruder. I just saw a streaker. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. So I've got John Davison who was calling me to try to figure out how to get into our loop here and He's on. Let's bring let's bring John. No, no, on. no, he's not on. He's not he's, he's not on. on. Yes. No, he's not on, but it said he said, Tell Ron I'm here. So I guess okay, <laughs> you got it, John. Well, ben will get to you. He just texted me that you're here. He is here. Hey, hey guys! Hey. Yes. Hey, man. I've been trying to get him for like ten minutes. He's where, got where? reverb too. Hey, John. How Sorry? you doing, dude? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing, Carmine? I'm good. Good. All right, Vinny. Hey, what, what's what? up, Philly? Ron? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? I love that that view. No, yeah, I mean, it's actually just a picture. Um, I, know, ball, I know, but I'm in Barbados. Uh, oh, you're in Barbados. Oh, yeah, nice. so it pretty much does look like that out my window. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. It looks like that too. Okay, you know? isn't it amazing? You're in Barbados and you need a picture. Why don't you just put it on the window? I can just imagine what's outside your window. A Barbados yeah, well, 7-Eleven? No, it's yeah. Well, it's it's seven fifteen here right now, so it's dark. Wow! Otherwise, wow. it would have. Carmine, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, Carmine, I don't know if you remember, but around the Guitar Zeus time that you know, I was working with you on that record. Yeah. Um, you were kind enough to give me one of your Pang symbols, which I've actually oh, re oh really in my arsenal. Oh. Wow! Really? Oh. I I got really? great story. I always tell the story about you and me. And uh, I was doing Guitar Zeus Japan, and we did it on 24 track. So I said to Billy, I said, well, look, we need to, I need to get all the mixes so I can do this in Japan. So he looked at the 24 tracks and said, well, do you want to take all those? Or do you want to take this D88 and stick it in your pocket like this? Right. Wow. <laughs> and I looked at it, I said, I think I'll take the D88. Uh, no, I, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, it's funny because I get in interviews asked all the time, you know, because of the engineering stuff, do you think analog's coming back and how do you feel? Do you feel nostalgic about it? And I said, for all these records I do where I'm working with various artists and sending stuff all over the planet, nobody asks for a 24-track tape. Trust me when I tell right. you. Right. Right. <laughs> Especially these days. <laughs> you know, like, uh, 
the theme song that we just played, you know, we when we mixed it, we bounced it all to 24 track tapes. Yeah. yeah. After after hey, the mixes. Hey Billy, you know that symbol Carmine gave you? Yeah. It's yours. He needs it back. He needs it back. Oh. Times are rough, man. Hey, do you Times have it? Do you have do you have it handy? Do you have it handy? I'd like to see what it looks like. It's in, it's in my garage. I was going to uh, ask Vinny now where I need a symbol for Vinny so I can kind of have my symmetry together and balance. Yeah, out. there you go, Vinny. That's right. All right. So, so I'll, I'll send you one. Send me your uh, address. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. Stereo yeah, icons. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> that'd be awesome. So uh, first of all, guys, I got to, I got to, once again, apologize. We had our, 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 our towers down here, window, uh, our wind uh, storm here. So I'm, I'm looking a little green, apparently, from our, people think it's uh, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to go with that. You're green yeah. and fuzzy. Green and I know. fuzzy. No, I'm You're just like, happy to see you. It's a little hey. like I mean, what guy? I mean, come on, Ron. I mean, he's You're in Barbados. Right. Look how clear and beautiful yeah, look it is. <laughs> all the way there. You know, that's the thing. Maybe I need to go to Barbados. I'll be down there, Johnny. All right. All right. Sounds good, man. There you go. Come on down. So I got a quick question here, Billy Sherwood. Now you've been around. You know, no, that's you. That's you. You've been around kings. You've been around presidents. You've been around the top rock and roll people of all time. Huge celebrity you are. I want to know most, most about, and only the old people like us are going to know what I'm talking about, Milton Berle. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say William Shatner. Uh, well, that's another one. But, but he, <laughs> Milton Berle's trumps William Shatner. Well, that's Milton older, Berle yeah. And, Milton Berle and my dad were very close. Um, Back before television was even a thing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a family brought home this box and plugged it in and said, look, this is called TV. And mm -hmm. on TV at that time was one of the first shows, which was the Milton Berle show. And I remember it. I remember it. Mm -hmm. Comedy, variety kind of thing. My dad mm -hmm. was like the Ed McMahon sidekick of the show. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I, I haven't were, heard that one. They were very close and very, you know, chummy and, and remained so through life. And as a result, I, uh, he's my godfather. He held me at my breast. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. Very and, cool. you know, my dad has a star on Hollywood and Vine right down the street from Capitol Records. And the, you know, the icons they put on to show what it was for. Surprisingly to me, when I first saw it, was not a musical icon with the record, but it's a television. Yeah. For the Milton Berle show, so yeah, that's the connection there. And I always get asked about the Rat Milton Berle connection because yeah. I think one of the guys in Rats, it's actually his uncle. Or I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because he was in their video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you, you see, have a. Do you, you see John? Kind of you see John on this show, and on this show, you get to hear all kinds of stuff you never knew before. That's well, right. It's an education, <laughs> man. Yeah. But now your 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 father's uh, and you're, you're you're such. By the way, happy birthday! By the way, brother. Um, hey, uh, yeah, this right. week, right? Thanks. Yeah, Whose it was, birthday. Yeah, just a couple days ago. It was very. Oh, nice. happy birthday! Very nice. But you Thank coming you. from a musical family the way you did? It's unbelievable. I mean, your uncle, your mom specifically, and your dad with regards to the big band. Do you do you feel or did it? Did did, uh, did the big band influence you that music uh, when you were growing up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, my dad, uh, you know, was a thing in Vegas with my mom. They had a, a, an act, and they would have 
they would play with a 16-piece jazz uh, big band. They play with a seven-piece and a Dixieland band and a quartet, and so they had all okay, kinds of different. Hang on a second, yeah. And they would always rehearse there on on Tropicana in Vegas at the Musicians Union. And I just remember, you know, every summer hanging out at the Musicians Union, watching these amazing musicians playing, and and quite mm -hmm. frankly, drinking and smoking way more than mm -hmm. they probably should. <laughs> what, was it was the Musicians Union still on Vine Street then? Uh, no, it was on. It's on. It was on Tropicana. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's in Vegas. In Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh. Six, seven, yeah. I think hey, Billy, remember that you have a video, don't you? You're like ten years old, and yeah, you're there well, playing drums, right? They let yeah, you sit in. Twelve years old, I played mm. with my dad's um, Dixieland jazz band. Wow. In in Vegas. Uh, now, do you have a clip of that video we could post right now? I, I, I have it, but I'm not <laughs> sure how we would play it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get it. We're going to have to get it. Ben, get on that. I'll, because I'll, I'll text it to, to Ben or something maybe and see if that's great. I got a video of Vinny playing with Vanilla Fudge when he was eight. That is so cool. We got to see that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. What? Yeah. So, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> no. So no, what's the don't. age difference between you guys, Vinny and Carmine? 11 years. Uh, Carm, uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm younger. 80. I'm younger. It depends who you're talking to, John. <laughs> yeah. On what day? Carmine's 80. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, you know what? Each week, hey, guys, each week with these two freaking brothers, I'm telling you, so many times I got to get in between them. But you know what? And, and, and Vinny's not going to – these guys won't admit to it. Maybe they will. But the love and the respect that they have for each other, even though they goof around, it's really most of these people, those are brothers, they fight, the this, that, those guys, I admire them because of the love and respect that they do have for each other, seriously. Yeah. That's nice. right. Well, you know, Thank brothers, you. brothers are brothers. So Carm Carmine's like 85 years old, and I'm <laughs> 58. No. You know what? Never mind. Never. I didn't take that back. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So, John, it, we were talking yeah. about uh, uh, beginnings here and coming up. Uh, first of all, I'm a huge Glasshammer fan, and I love your, oh, in, you know, cool. your influence with that. Um, but with Glasshammer, cool. and I know you're, you're, you know, um, you weren't one of the founders of Glasshammer, but um, yeah. with, with the influences, I mean, if you could answer this question about influence with regards to prog rock, and obviously the fact that you ended up in Yes, did that, was that uh, due to any connection with Glasshammer? Yeah, absolutely. But actually, it started with um, being in a Yes cover band. Roundabout. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in That's a band. Great. I was actually started out as a bass player in Seattle through the 90s. I was there during all the, you know, the big scene there. And then after all that, I was sort of in this lull period, and I couldn't find a gig, and I wasn't that mm. interested with what anybody was doing anyway, <laughs> originally speaking. And I was just like, what can I do? I was, in a, I was quite depressed about it, actually. Um, and the only thing I could really find, I knew somebody that was starting this guest cover band. I thought, well, at the very least, I'll just keep my gigging chops up. Of course, I've, I had never sung lead sung at that point in time, but I knew I had the high voice for it. I just thought, I've got to do something or I'll literally go crazy. So that was the start of it. And thank God I did that, you know, because think of what it led to, obviously. So the next step was Glass Hammer. 
because mm-hmm. they heard they saw heard saw me online doing that, and then that led to yes, it was these steps that I was able to <laughs> ascend it's all connected, from just the cover seems. band, you know. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. I mean, you know, it's it's we've got our good friend uh, Ronnie Platt who got uh, the job in Kansas. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Pineda with Journey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got, to, and it's and it's something because, um, you know, there's there's probably you probably get. I mean, you probably had some people, maybe some naysayers. Well, you were in a, in a tribute band. You shouldn't be in the original band because I know I've heard yeah. that. Not about you, of course, but others. Ronnie Platt told me he says it was tough at the beginning. Because people are such purists that, you know, if you're not John Anderson, this isn't yes. Is that something you had to battle at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I still do to some extent. But um, I think having Glass Hammer in between the two helped a lot because that gave me some more credibility in my own right as an artist. Well, I remember seeing you guys up in uh, New Rochelle or whatever it was where I came to see you. And uh, I was blown away by how good... John sang and oh, cool. some stuff, and that was really awesome. Cool. Now, where and was that? I was upstate, uh, right up north of New York City. Westbury. Okay. West, West, no, oh, Westchester. Yeah. Westchester. West, okay. Westchester, yeah. Uh, and we but, probably met that night. I mean, I know yeah, I that's when. Yeah, that's when we met that night. Okay. Oh, it, was, it was you guys, Asia, Carl Palmer, um, I am the god of hellfire, Arthur Brown. Oh yeah, Arthur Brown. Yeah. Oh, so that was just and, and Asia. Asia. It was Asia. Was no, it was the guy from uh, Asia. Uh, Moody Blue. Was it Asia too? Uh, John. Yeah, and uh, and John Lodge. John Lodge, right? John yeah. Lodge. Yeah. yeah, it was a good show. Moody Blue. Yeah, yeah. Now, Ron, I met you at the Arcata in November. Didn't yeah, I? man. What was that? Yes, 2019. You- it was nineteen. I was lucky enough to to get you guys did did a a, a like a, a very unique, intimate show. I had I've been very fortunate. I've had yes. I've had John uh, Anderson with John Luke Ponte, which is an amazing show if you ever see that. And then uh, Mr. Wakeman. I've had his solo show. But if I bring that back, great to see but you I'm, with uh, that man. Yeah, yeah. Our but friend. I'm talking about John Lodge at the arcade. You were with John Lodge, absolutely. That's right. Remember, and the heater didn't work. It was freezing. Yeah. Everybody well, see, was wearing parkas in the. In yeah, the but seats. how, how are the meatballs? <laughs> but how were the meatballs? <laughs> the meatballs always great. But you're right. But I got to tell you, since then, you know, there's always kind of a little bit of a, a upside. So that the terrible thing about the pandemic, of course, all the downside. The slight upside, we've just completed a $3 million renovation of the Arcata Theater. Everything's nice. brand new. Wow. HVAC, uh, dressing rooms, restaurants. It's just amazing. So oh, have- great. I, I think on a future show, you need to do a little tour of the Arcata. Yes. yes. I'll do that because yep. within about two weeks, you I mean, you just won't recognize it. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. You know? oh, well, hey, I, I got a little thought surprise. those dressing rooms were cool anyways, all the colorful yes. dressing rooms down there. Yeah. The drum yeah, that's the one changed, huh? Yeah, yeah, the Boy, drum room. These... The drum yes. room. That's great. We're going to rename yeah. it after you guys. Is, is, sure. is that still there? Oh, yeah. I got the drum. Oh, we got the drum room. The guitar room. We got the Bob Marley room. That's the hanging and banging room now. We're going to call it that. Believe me. <laughs> hey, speaking of hanging and banging, we have a little surprise. Uh, Billy, thank you for hooking us up. Uh-oh. We have a little video footage here for you. Ben, let's see what you got. I was 12. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. Let's see it. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> 
listen to that music. Wow. This is my boy. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah, he's going to be all right. In fact, he's all right now. <laughs> uh, you got a future, kid. <laughs> we love future. Hey, you had the same haircut, too. You had the same haircut. <laughs> yeah. I should have been playing. That was good. I should have yeah. been playing T-ball or something, but I was playing with my dad's band. <laughs> I know. Hey, awesome. guys, I'd I like to talk I like I like the cowbell at the end. Right, it's typical Dixie band thing. Yeah, but oh, boom. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you could use more cowbell there. <laughs> Someone had to say it. Someone ah. had to say it. Oh, okay. You see that picture? Do you see that picture that's shown up there? Now, wow. I sent this because. Um, first of all, I was asked if I wanted to send any pictures, and this tells a little bit history of how I grew up. That's Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. We were yeah, man. the best friends. Wow, and that's really? a picture of us playing a, a gig in our crappy little cover wow. band in high school. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's interesting. So, how you're, you're there with Taylor, and then yeah. years later, in 2015, you got a Foo concert going on, and all of a sudden, freaking John Davison joins them for Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, that's and I cool. sang. Uh, I sang with them in Dublin, I guess, in 2019. Uh, also, I was just there with my girlfriend Emily, and uh, we were on the you side did the of the queen. stage. You did under pressure. Yeah, we did under pressure, just on the spot. Um, there were like forty-five thousand people there, the la largest audience I've ever been in front of, and uh, they just called mm -hmm. me over right there. Nothing was planned or rehearsed. I knew most of the words. I mean, we all do, but it's funny when you actually have to sing something under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind the pun. Uh, it's hard to remember all those lyrics, but uh, I think it went pretty well. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah. Hey, um, Billy and John, I want to say two words, and I want to get uh -oh. your just your, your knee jerk. No, no, it's a good one. Um, uh, I want to get your knee jerk response here. Chris Squires. Uh, uh, life changing <laughs> would be my uh, initial response. I mean, I yeah. met Chris, you know, thirty plus years ago, and never imagined things would evolve into what they have. But we were very, very close, and uh, you know, we worked together musically. <coughs> excuse me, very closely. But and and we're just really close friends, and and you know, he was. He was an amazing guy, as John will tell you. I mean, he was yeah. funny yeah. as hell and just really, and a great know. player, a great player. What a, yeah. yeah, so innovative. You don't hear about his sense of humor very often, though. Oh, my it's good God. to hear. That's the best part of what I thought of Chris. I mean, that's why we got along so well, I think, was because we yeah. were just the stupidest shit, you know what I mean? But it was actually <laughs> a lot of fun. And, and when I was touring in the band before, because I'd been in the band in the – the 90s uh, with Open Your Eyes on the Ladder playing guitar on the other side of the stage, Chris and I would stand next to each other and just bullshit all night long <laughs> back and forth with each other. And the other guys in the band would be kind of concerned that we were up to something over there. 
which is why I thought <laughs> conspiracy is a perfect name for our side project. You know? <laughs> we were, uh, Bill, didn't Chris record some of those tribute albums for Cleopatra over your place? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he did a few. So um, I, think, I think I played on a track with him over there. Yeah, I'm sure over the many that we've done. Um, yeah. He played on the Prague Collective, which was the last record he played on. And that's when I saw him. I went to Arizona and recorded him. And six weeks later, man, he was gone, you know. So life was yeah. just shocking. How about you, John? Yeah. Well, Chris is, you know, he was larger than life. And I agree with Billy. He really had the same sense of humor as Billy. Billy really reminds me of Chris in a lot of ways. I didn't wow. spend a lot There's of time. There's a compliment. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time hanging with them together that much, a little bit. But as I got to know Billy, it was really comforting. You know, losing Chris was uh, such a hardship, something I didn't think we'd rebound from. But Billy sort of stepped in, of course, making the role uh, his very own. But there was something so similar and familiar that was comforting to have Billy there. And just, I mean, you're so much like Chris. I mean, even your height. <laughs> and again, the sense of humor uh -huh. and the musicianship, and you know, it's it's been great the, knowing both of them. One of the first things Chris said to me when I met him, you know, I, I first met him, the first encounter I had with him, I went to see the Moody Blues. Uh, oh, really? Which is a strange circle, isn't it? It's because Patrick oh wow, so Mack, Chris was at a Moody Blues show. Chris was at the Moody Blues show uh -huh. watching because Mraz had invited him. Mraz oh, that's him. right. Wow. Okay. I went because the keyboard player in my band, World Trade, was the second keyboard player in the Moody's. So it was oh, this weird yeah. reason for us all to be there. But there, there I am sitting in the audience, and, it, and several rows in front of me is Chris Squire, and I'm like, I got to meet this guy. I gotta, so he got up to go to the green room, you know, and, and I had my laminate too. And, so I just chased him down the Greek or wherever we were at <laughs> the theater. Huh. Went to his jacket and pulled on his jacket. And, said, and he turned around and looked at me funny. And, and he says, hi. I said, you're Chris Squire. And he's like, yeah, I am. And I said, hi, I'm Billy Sherwood. I'm a huge fan. And he, the first thing he oh. said to me, he says, you're tall. And I said, okay. <laughs> and he says, it's good to be huh. tall. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You know, but, yeah. And then we started chuckling right there, and, and we just never stopped from that point forward, man. We just goofed. Wow. You know. I've got some wow. very funny stories that I can't really tell over the uh, <laughs> Zoom, but oh my God. In your book. The times we In had. In your book. Yeah. Yeah. The times we had. They were great. Good guy. And you know, the thing is, <clears throat> as you were talking about, you know, to John about, you know, the naysayers and whatnot. The, for the most part, the the fan base has been extremely like warm and inviting yeah. of this new version of yes that we have here, you know. Yeah. Um, but there is this fringe contingency that loves to have this go at you know no John no yes no Chris no yes and mm -hmm. you know and I stay away from it online for the most part but every now and then yeah. I can't help it but to take the bait and respond. But, you know, I, it annoys me when I see these guys are like, you know, no, without Chris, it should have stopped when the reality is that's exactly what Chris did not want. He yeah. wanted to continue, which is a big part of what motivated me to really grab this bull by the horns, so to speak, because he really had a passion right. for going forward. Even, you know, it's all he talked about before he passed away. I mean, we talk about the songs and the gear and the, the, the lyrics and the harmonies and do you need anything and you know how are the guys and how's the crew and I mean his whole thing was this passion for yes which 
obviously he was the only one who never left the band, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Right. So I took that as a real serious challenge and, and honor. And yeah. So it, it kind of pisses me off when I hear people say that, especially when they're speaking for Chris. It's like, what the hell? You know, you're, you're completely on the wrong side here. You're 180 the wrong direction. Yeah. 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 You would have wanted it, absolutely. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to our Hanging and Banging podcast. I'm Ron Onesti here with Vinny Apice and, of course, the legendary Carmine Apice. Yeah, you yeah, talk about um, the, the new incarnation, if you refer to it, Billy, 2012. You know, you joined the band, John. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, John Anderson's got a very unique, a very pronounced voice. Um, yes. Matter of fact, the first time... You know, when I first met him, you know, he, he said, you know, he, hello. And, you know, that was the roundabout voice. I mean, there was no, no doubt that was the guy who sang roundabout. Now, when yeah. you joined, <laughs> what, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about, I know. Um, yeah. But um, but what kind of, um, I don't know, was it, uh, what kind of pressure? Did, did you have a little sound as something, you obviously you're, you're, you're spot on anyway, but is it something that I got to sound like this guy? I mean, how much of that was like, in your head versus I'm doing my thing and then hopefully they like it kind of. A yeah, I mean, sometimes I hear myself and I think, wow, I do really sound like him and I've picked up a lot of habits, good habits in his style that, weren't, that wasn't so intentional. I think I just thought, well, I'm going to go out and do my own thing. I've always strived to find that perfect balance between doing justice to the part but making it my own. Um, so... Just luckily, and that's the challenge. Works. Yeah, it just is. what you say. That's the challenge. You know, yeah, uh, doing exactly what you said, doing it your part, but respecting what it was in the first place. Yeah, but see, you see, his voice is up here, so yeah. and I'm down here. I I have a much lower speaking voice, and yet I'm singing the same high notes. So it's obviously <laughs> more of a challenge for me. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I always thought that was sort of an interesting. I, I wasn't about to start walking mm. around and meeting fans talking like this. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, the thing about yes, I think that for me has always been the most interesting, even before I joined the band, is how the different shapes of lineups have changed and evolved and how the band continues to go forward. I mean, I have heard that this band is over since 1983, oh. you know, before they figured mm. it out, came back with the biggest record they've huh. ever had, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a funny thing. It's 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 like a, you know, a, a just it's on this trajectory that can't be stopped. And it's interesting, you know, to think about, I mean, I'm six years now having replaced Chris, which is quite amazing. Yeah. Um, it feels like yesterday, but it's six years. And I mean, John was there longer. And John Anderson's been out of the band for 16, 17 right. years. Really? Uh, God. Yeah, uh, I mean, time who, marches who's on. Who's playing drums? Who's playing uh, drums? Alan, Alan that was Jay, Jay Schiller. Alan oh, Jay. Okay. And Alan. Alan plays some songs. Oh, uh, yeah. Plays, yeah. Yeah, Jay Schellen, oh. who is an uh, ally of mine forever and, and actually played yeah. with Tony and other bands. And he played in Conspiracy with me and Chris. He's, uh, you know, it's between him and Alan, they divvy it up and, and get the job done quite nicely. And it's cool. it's great to play with Jay because for me, I'm so used to that yeah. Alan White thing, that groove. And, and Alan, uh, Jay respects and sort of modeled his playing early on after Alan, as I did with 
with Chris. I mean, one of the first conversations I had with Jay <clears throat> when we started working together was I said, well, at lunch, before we played together, I said, who's your favorite drummer? He said, Alan White. I said, I know I'm going to love how you play. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we just clicked from that moment on. He's, he's a perfect guy did, for it. Didn't Alan White play on John Lennon's Imagine? He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Wow. We right. did that on the last tour. And yeah. uh, on the live record, actually, we were lucky enough to capture um, John Lodge's performance uh, in Vegas when he came out and sang the song. And uh, John will attest it. It just was a real special moment that was going on. Yeah. Between Alan's thing and, and having John there, you know, it was. It was I, I think you guys did that that night. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was I remember really that. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Let, hey, John, all, let's talk we about... All, we were all teed up to, to, to go out and do the Relayer album, which among the Yes fans is one of the fan favorites. And it's probably the most complex of all the Yes albums to get under your fingers. And, you know, I had rehearsed at home for a good six weeks, just shedding to the record, getting every note just perfect and had it all together, mm -hmm. and it was in here. And then COVID kicks into gear, and it's like, there's uh, nowhere to go. Boom. I know. <laughs> So not only is it that frustrating as hell, but the idea that I got to, because it's all gone now. <laughs> I got to go back. You got to relearn it now. <laughs> oh, my yep. God. I had it. What the hell, you know? Yeah. So, uh, can't wait for that because this is Absolutely. crazy going on. We, we all are dying. We all are dying. You got, uh, has there, have you, either one of you guys been told about any tour dates coming up yet? Uh, not, not so much right now, you know, it's, it's like anything, I think, you know, as soon as you see your Journeys, U2s, Coldplay's, you know, it, Carmine, Vinny, when everybody's out there, we'll all be out there. I think once the key is turned, it's going to look like a Black Friday at Walmart, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, think I, can only play for, I think I can only play for 45 minutes now. <laughs> I can't do nine. Somebody asked, me that, somebody asked me that in an interview yesterday. They said, you think you'd be able to still play an hour and a half show? I said, I don't know. I haven't played an hour and a half show since last February. <laughs> yep. Well, the way you play, Vinny, the way you bang those things, I can't imagine you doing more than 45. I haven't seen anybody hit as hard as you in a long time, man. Just keep pissing me off. I'll play all 90 minutes like that. <laughs> well, you're, so you're inviting me to every show. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and piss me off on the side of the stage, and I'll play like that. <laughs> yeah, he'll, get, he'll get you on FaceTime. Yes, he will. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, let's talk a, a little bit about uh, Asia and, and those legends. You joined this situation, and, and walking into that, I mean, how much, uh, again, how much was that, to, to, how difficult or easy was that? I'm sure you mean Billy, because I haven't joined well, that band yet. John, I'm sorry, Billy. <laughs> Billy, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Ron. What the hell? I know. Oh, I know. I, it's that. You know, I'm looking, that here's a, no, here's the thing. Here's, here's, you know what I'm thinking? Sweater. No, before we go, you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, look at that freaking hair that guy's got. <laughs> I'm like, look at this. And look at that. And I was staring at his hair. And I'm like, John, uh, yeah, you were in uh, freaking, uh, you were in the, uh, you were in Zeppelin, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got great hair. I have COVID hair. Look at this guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, Billy. Uh, walking into that situation, how, you know, it was intimidating. Those are some serious dudes in that band, of course. Well, it was the same kind of emotional roller coaster that Yes was, that first tour I did with Yes, where Chris wasn't there. Um, you know, wetting. 
I had produced his last solo album called Raised in Captivity, and we became friendly. And out of the blue, I got a call from the guys, you know, we want you to come do this tour because, you know, John's not going to be able to make it, and he wants you to do it. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, that's an incredible honor. It's also incredibly sad. And <clears throat> so it was a... It was a full range of emotions, but, you know, I did the best I could going out there on a moment's notice. And uh, we opened up for 45 shows for Journey, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. And uh, quite frankly, that was the first time that I had been a lead singer in front of, you know, 15,000 a night. And it was there was a part of me that was like, holy shit, am I really going to go out there and do this? <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Uh, but just kind of fearlessly went for it and it worked out quite well and it was it was really you know an amazing experience to be able to to do that for john but also to play with another drummer hero of mine carl palmer you know are you oh, up yeah. for oh, the yeah. challenge billy when i was a kid growing up you know playing drums when i was a kid like you were showed that clip in my mind when i was home playing to those records i was on stage with the lp playing brain salad oh, surgery yeah. and close to the edge and so to finally be able to actually work with these guys on that level was amazing hey and billy was wasn't that carl's thing are you up that? for the challenge what was that yeah, thing yeah. he used to say that was his thing right <laughs> for the challenge <laughs> that's, yeah. the funniest thing that's an intense guy we had such a great time on that tour too we really the guys in journey were incredibly kind and made mm. sure we were comfortable and and it was amazing and then the next tour with Asia was, uh, you know, the band kind of was thinking that there might be someone whose voice was a little more in that genre of wetons. I mean, I sound like I sound, and which isn't necessarily like wetton. I mean, no. people seem to think I sound more like a hybrid of Gabriel and John Anderson than I do John Wetton. So uh, Ron uh, Bumblefoot, right, Ron Ball was, was brought in. And he just kicked butt and is a super nice guy. Incredible oh, yeah, musician. His, his guitar chops are off the chain. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. And so that was the tour. Yeah. Mine. It was. It was quite. Good. Yeah, you know, Billy, we we just did a um, we released a guitar Zeus and we got Ron on a track that was never released. It's still on twenty four track. Oh, we cool. we did it over. You know, and yeah. uh, and he's been on this show. And he also played on mine and Vinny's album on a couple of tracks. He's incredible. Yeah. He a lot of amazing, people. amazing guy. Amazing and he's guy. Such, such a nice guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. You would think he's a nice person. He really guy. is. But there's none. You know, he's just a total musician down to earth, which is is kind of the cool thing about the Yes community and the Asia community. It's like we're just all musicians who just want to do the best we can. You know, none of us. Are walking around like rock stars you know what i mean um mm -hmm. it's it's just all about the music you know what i mean it's it's mm. it's, cool. it's cool we've got a couple questions from our audience by the way everybody right now we got so many people on this is a big success tonight it, it we're always having a good time with it make sure you guys like it make sure you guys share it make sure you guys tell everybody you know about artists on lockdown and if you got any yeah. questions i'm on the chat right now hanging so, and banging hanging and banging hanging and banging, hanging and banging. i've <laughs> got uh, i got a question for you guys tell me about the arc of life project this is from gwen uh, one of our uh, loyal listeners and readers and viewers well, all right well we're really excited about this album that's finally come out it's been several years in the making uh, after Billy joined the band, we immediately became friends and 
hanging, you know, off stage on tour. And uh, we just wanted to create music. You know, we started just bouncing ideas off one another. You know, we had so much in common and what we wanted to achieve. So we just started writing. And I think, what, what was that first year? Was it like 2017 on the tour bus, Billy? Yeah. That we started? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah, started we kinda, recording any, any opportunity we could. I think even backstage between, you know, band sound checks, we would yeah. be in our dressing room. I think there's probably a few uh, beverage refrigerator hums on some of those recordings. <laughs> yes, there's a <laughs> So there the studio you oh, used yeah, to have. There's a good picture. This is a photo shoot oh, wow. we did not long ago. Yeah. I sent this I one in. <laughs> And Arc of Life kind of came out of the songwriting and then evolved into a band, you know, concept because the songs felt like they needed to, that kind of trajectory and that support. Yeah. So that's where the idea came in of like, you know, Jay being the obvious choice for drums and Jimmy Hahn, who's a fantastic guitar player, and <clears throat> was in Logic with me on my first record that the guys in Toto produced. And <clears throat> he's also in Circa. He played in Conspiracy. He's on the Yes Union album. You know, he's, he's yeah. kind of one of those de facto sort of members, if you will. Hell of and a player. Yeah. Incredible guitar player, super nice guy. And then Dave Kersner on keyboards. Dave's got his own career in his own right, and he's got his band Sound of Contact. And, you know, we've been threatening to work together forever. And I kind of said to John, what do you think about Dave? And so these things just yeah. all took shape. And before you knew it, we had mm -hmm. it. And uh, it took about two years to, to create. And then right around the time COVID kicked in was like when we were about to start looking at album covers and artwork and starting to think, okay, here we go. And, and we got a little derailed by that, but the timing of this now seems to be okay because I think we're coming out of the, the COVID storm and most likely Arc of Life will probably be able to do shows before yes, because the smaller venues are gonna become available first, you know, yeah. and, and big yeah. arenas, they're gonna have to figure out how to do Sure. Uh, so I think the timing is accidentally going to work out too. You know. So it's, is there a, is there a is there a, a single? Is there one kind of focus on this? Uh, no, it's multifaceted. I mean, we released our first single, which is a bit more. I don't want to say poppy, but it definitely has its sort of, you know, commercial colors in it. But sort of with proggy music going on, nothing too over the top proggy. That happens later on the album. Yeah. So it's more of a straightforward song, but uh, it's really varied, wouldn't you say, Billy? It is. I mean, it's it's got a lot of hooks in it and and tricky arrangements underneath it. So it's kind of like there's this simplicity about it meets this complexity in the arranging, and and that sort of develops further in concept uh, between the two as the album progresses, really, until you get to the last two tracks, which uh, yeah. a lot of have kind of thought wow this is where the band is going now let's let's follow along so, so it's like yeah. a journey it's a it's like a, a, a journey in concert kind of a thing you take us on a journey on a on a on a on a, on a path it's like an evolution if you will an evolution it's almost mm. like looking at a band making three records in in, in the first one wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> usually a no band andy uh, one of our guys uh one of our viewers uh, Andy is asking, do you think, uh, is there any ever any talk about the Yes and Asia on tour together? Uh, I think yes there's always Asia. talk about it. It's just about strategically 
planning it so it doesn't become redundant. You know, you always want to mix it up each year. But that's sure. something that, that can always happen. Absolutely. I would love that. Hey, uh, Carmine, we have yeah. we have a question for you, my man, uh, because here in Ooh. Chicago, I don't know, nationally, look, was that vodka, freaking John? Oh, man, you caught me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it looked like a Svetka or something. Yeah, I got, I got sorry. Some vodka too. Oh, heavy <laughs> on. Cheers. But yours looks like water. That looked like a Svetka bottle. Anyway, um, you're in the wrong square. You need to come over to my square here. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Carmine, so, so they've got, uh, they're starting to bring back, um, at least in Chicago, I don't know nationally, with some of these, uh, um, we have a thing called MeTV here. And Jim wants to, wants to know, because on our MeTV, where they're bringing back classic TV shows, they're bringing back Ed Sullivan. Do you think the oh. Vanilla Fudge episode yeah. will be on that? Probably. Probably because it was on all the uh, best of, you know. The, yeah, the, uh, I had DVDs. a. Uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but yeah, I had a DVD collection and that was on there. And I just have to <clears throat> say, yeah. Carmine, that was one of the most impressive um, displays of drum showmanship on that entire show, Barney. Oh, thank you. Your performance on that song with Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, mine I, was, I, I showed him all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he did. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, Vinny, you were number one. Vinny, number was, Vinny was nine, uh, eight or nine at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched yeah. it, I watched it live, and I was probably more nervous than Carmine uh, was. Yeah. Uh, really? I I watched it. Yeah. The worst part about it was you rehearsed for, uh, all week for the show, and then Ed Sullivan would come in and meet you. Hello, how are you? Wow. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're going down, and we're all dressed up in the, the English outfits that we bought in England. And we're coming down the uh, the elevator. And in those days, they had the elevator operators. There's a black guy, and, he, and we said to him, "Hey, man, how many people watch this show?" And he goes, "Oh, about fifty million." <laughs> and my my stomach went like, <laughs> "Yeah." Oh I got God. so nervous. Where's the bathroom? Until but I, I want to know. Until I went onto the stage. Until, listen, until I went onto the stage, oh. I started actually playing. Then it went away. Yeah, but uh, that was okay. so nerve-wracking. Wow, I bet. Uh, how about oh, you, Vinny? about 15 million. <laughs> how about you, Vinny, at home? What was, what was home like? Was mom and dad sitting there? Were your aunts there? Or your neighbors there to see your big brother? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know about the aunts, but the whole, you know, the immediate family, and then there was friends, everybody. You know, so when you got home, Carmine, you're walking down the street like, hey. <laughs> the next day, we sold... A hundred thousand singles or something uh, crazy. I'm wow. sure. Where was that yeah. filmed? New York? Is that in New York somewhere? Yeah, New York. The New York. Sullivan Theater. Which Sullivan turned Theater. In, turned oh. into the Dave Letterman uh, yeah. play. Dave yeah. Letterman. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Where, 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 I played, where I played in 1994 was the first Yes Tour I did. And I was brought on like a multi-instrumentalist guy who played keys and guitar and whatnot. And... Um, we did this track um, and yes set up and they put me <laughs> because they didn't want me to be seen with the band, I guess. I don't know. But they put me over with the Paul Schaefer band. So it looks like <laughs> you watch the video to, to my eyes. I think it's kind of funny. You see yes and then they pan over to the Schaefer band and it looks like Billy Schiller's <laughs> Paul Schaefer band. <laughs> Actually, we have Paul Schaefer on, I think, next week, isn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. You got to remember. Good guy. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah. yeah but Paul, Paul played on a record that I produced in 93, which was Grammy-nominated record. It was a good record. I had produced Paul Rogers' uh, tribute mm. to Muddy Waters. Oh, great. Wow. And Schaefer did some keys on there, too. Was, yeah. was oh, drum. cool. Yeah, but Carmine, back to that performance. You even had that kick drum from hell back then. Oh yeah, I had the 24, yeah. 26, 26 by fifteen, yeah. big giant kick drums, the biggest yeah. one in rock. And I, I bought that. I bought it for five dollars in a pawn shop. That's P A W N. Oh, P A W N. Was there anything in it? Pa paper, down newspaper, news, ripped up newspaper. Just to bring it down a little bit and solve yeah, it. Yeah, and it had the. Uh, uh, I learned that from Dino Dinelli from the Rascals. He said, "Oh yeah, the, the newspaper you know. takes down all the uh, harmonics you don't want in the bass drum, but it doesn't oh, wow. muffle it. Wow. You know? oh, and wow. you have a front head on it. We had a front head on it, and yeah, that's oh, the best cool. bass drum sound that you can get is with the front uh, head. Oh yeah, and it's I love your stuff in BBA too. I have to say, yeah, BBA was awesome, and I did. BBA I sang and played." And I did the okay. singing and playing. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Vinny, that never sings. <laughs> I sang. I sang lead <laughs> on many. So there's one. I run there's out one, of air. Yeah, there's <laughs> one thing on YouTube called uh, "Morning Dew" with BBA, and uh, it starts off in you know like uh, four four, then it goes into the six eight jam. And I, I looked at it. I'm singing my ass off. I said, "Oh my God!" And I'm really high and ballsy, and I'm playing my ass off. I said, how the wow. hell am I doing that? You know? But but um Bogart sang too, didn't he? Yeah, Bogart sang yeah. Superstition. Yeah. Tim sang all the really high stuff in Vanilla Fudge. Oh, okay. Cactus and BBA. I'm always amazed too. I'm always amazed too how your drums were mixed on that album. Because your kick drum was like way over panel. So right. Your snare the, was like way on the opposite side. You were like spread across the spectrum, but somehow yeah. it really worked. Yeah, you we did, this, we did the kick drum, the snare, like left center. And then the left bass drum was on the left side. Hi-hat was on the left. And the yeah, toms were split. So it's really true stereo. Today, they don't do true stereo anymore. Wow. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Interesting. No, you well, the, drum the, middle. the drums are down the middle. You can, yeah, you, know, you can put the toms left and right, but I mean, it's not really stereo. No, and the room it's almost mm -hmm. mono. Right, it's almost matter. mono. You know? <coughs> Big mono. Big yeah. Mono. You know, you keep hanging yeah. on. Recording was done in a one take mono, everything Crazy. at once. Wow. I always say that seven and a half minutes would change my life. You know? Wow. Did, did, uh, Carmine, didn't you play on People Get Ready with Jeff Beck and, and Rod Stewart? Yeah, well, I, I did. I was, that's my voice. They emulated my voice on the emulator. And uh, the drum pattern, I, I programmed that drum pattern on a drum machine over Dwayne Hitching's house. <coughs> and okay. Jeff was staying with me, hanging out with me for a couple yeah. of weeks in my house. I was just got divorced, and he was, you know, he would never had a girlfriend. Or he broke up with his girlfriend, came over and hung out with me. And he yeah. said, where can we do some music? I said, oh, let's go to Dwayne's house. He had a little studio, so we put that together. Yeah. And then he said, uh, wow, it sounds like people get ready. I said, yeah, you're right. And I started singing it because I sang it with the fudge, you know. And yeah. I started singing it. And then Jeff said, why don't we try and get Rod on it? And I said, good idea. Cool. So we called called Rod up and he was eating at Dan Tanner's, you know Dan Tanner's, yeah. next to the next to the Troubadour, yeah. and we yeah. went down there with the with the cassette. And we Rod was coming out, and uh, 
and say, hey, you got to listen to this. A week later, we were in uh, the record plant studios with Ricky Delina, Vinny. Ricky Delina oh, grew Ricky. up with my brother, Vinny. He was an engineer. <laughs> and I had the earphones on. I had Rod over there and Jeff over here. And I was telling Rod where to sing, and Jeff played. And Jeff did a few, you know, com uh, about three tracks. And then they went to the pub, and they left wow. me, Ricky, Dwayne, to do some combines and stuff. Good, then when it came wow. out, we never got any credit, you know? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Welcome to the music say, business. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, Carmine, with all the incarnations of your bands, I've been, I was fortunate, like a few of us out there, to host the Platinum Rock uh, All-Stars. Yeah. And uh, Billy Eggleston brought that up. When you did... Uh, uh, grooving with Gene Cornish, man. That was talk about back in the day rock and roll, man. Yeah, we man. loved it. And, and I know they were such a big influence on you, those rascals. They were. And then 2018, I replaced Dino in the Rascals. Uh, we did like, I don't know, 15 shows, and then and, and Gene collapsed on stage, and actually, he died. And hey, my roadie, my roadie uh, Shaggy, is his name. He, he got the defibrillator and, and hit him like three times and brought him back to life till the ambulance came. Oh my, and, I didn't know you were uh, part of that wow. band. Huh? I didn't know you were part of that band like that. Yeah, you know, I never the, heard the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we toured in 2018. We did a lot of cool shows. We did a show with, with uh, uh, Ronnie from the Ronettes, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, Be My Baby. That's where I got my vibrato from. Be my really? little baby, you know. <laughs> nice. I love that, man. I saw her at the Brooklyn Paramount and one of those Alan Freed or, or somebody's show, Alan Freed, Clay Cole, I don't know. And, yeah. she, and she, they, the Ronettes had three mini, they had mini skirts on. I remember they turned around their butts <laughs> to the audience and the three of them shook and the whole audience went crazy, you know. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, they were awesome with that. Yeah. Wow. Did you do the uh did you do the uh, Eddie Money uh part on the Ronnie Spector song? I did it live? I didn't. I oh didn't, I thought but... she... <laughs> No, but the she that was but her. I think when we do when we do drum wars with both you brothers on stage yeah. I think the whole turning to the audience with the butt shaking, I think that should be part of it. I really do. <laughs> I wanted to always do that. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> I'm, up. I'm up. I told me better lose some weight first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. So tell uh, us you about guys... this. Go ahead, please. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ron. I was just, tell us about this dual drumming thing you guys do, because I'm oh. actually not aware of that. Oh, drum Incredible. Was, it's really, really fun. It's we do a little bit of each of our songs, like we do. We open up with Mob Rules, then we'll do like uh, cool. what's the second song? Then I don't even remember. No, uh, no we do everything. We do. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah, yeah. Drum Wars is the second song. We do. Do you think I'm sexy? Bark at the moon. We rock. Oh, Sabbath. Yeah. We do it all. And we do I've songs from our that. album. I've got. And it's really, that. really cool. Really There's cool. a lot of comedy in it, and it's loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have fun with the audience. Very high energy. You know, you yeah. see, you see that picture. You see that picture. There's a snare drum in front of the bass drum, right? Put put that picture. You see that snare drum? Oh in front yeah. Of the bass drum? yeah, yeah. I put that on like a guitar, and I play the snares with a pick. You know. Oh wow! And it creates yeah. this really wild sound. Like, Vinny, a, like a brush almost. Yeah, yeah. Like Vinny, Vinny does the groove, and I play that. We do. I, we solo. We take fours with that, and then. Uh, Vinny does a solo after that, and uh, yeah, we have a good time. We really have wow. a good time. We play all the hits. We play all the and hits. That's wow. amazing if you think about 
Black Sabbath, Dio, Fudge, yeah. uh, oh, Rex Jeff Beck. I mean, come on, look <laughs> at this. Set up. We can yeah, fit that, that would... in the station wagon and we can go <laughs> anywhere. With perfect. Perfect. Great. I love to use my drum kit. <laughs> wow. Oh, there Yeah, we throw sticks back and forth. There's the sticks in midair. Wow. Yeah. No, I tell you what, being on my side of the world with what I do, that is one of the most amazing shows to bring to, to a venue. It really, really is. Oh, I'm sure. That's Vinny, fun. I it just really want to tell you. Vinny, I got to tell you, you know, um, I showed that picture earlier of me and Taylor. So a few years yeah. ago, I just went on tour with Foo Fighters just to hang, right? So yeah. they play these three-hour shows, and you know Taylor's drumming is just monstrous. But he would actually yeah. listen to Holy Diver on the tour bus <laughs> after a gig to wind down, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and I confess, somehow I missed the Dio train the first time around, but we would hang and listen to that. And, mm -hmm. I mean, like, stand up and shout. Yeah. That drumming on there, oh, yeah, play that. Cool. Dave and Taylor would play that to me. And just yeah. say, how does he do it? I mean, and they turned yeah. me on to your drumming. You know, it's really fun. It's we we do that every every time I see them. They say, "How'd you do that opening fill? What is that?" Well, <laughs> no and, and, <laughs> yeah. and when we cool. do when we do our show, we both play that song. Oh, yeah. wow. and it's unbelievably powerful. And we and we take hey, pause. Ben, put that picture up again of Taylor and John. No, Oops. the other one. There you go. Yeah. Now, Ron, Ron, is that your sweater in the bass drum? <laughs> oh, my God. This guy, you see how he lost yeah. my onions? You know what? I'm I was going to I was, I was say something about that. That's the worst thing you could do is put a pillow on your bass drum. Yeah. Uh, are I'll tell bad. Taylor you said that. He was you probably know? 17 yeah. at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> We we used to go to we used to go to it's studio a, and 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 then listen the engineer would say well we gotta pad up the bass drum I go why do that let me just play the couch. I heard the my pillow works well but the Giza dream sheets work even better. So. <laughs> oh no, actually the Sunday L.A. Times works the best. <laughs> Unless you're actually, a Democrat, apparently I don't know. That's, that's not a pillow; it's a sweater. <laughs> you know, I got to deal with this every week. So, you know what? I can see we're going downhill. I want to thank <laughs> our guests, Billy and John. God love yeah, you. Man. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, you, we're really looking forward to it. Before, we go, before we go, what are you doing in Barbados? Well, it's a long story. We don't have much time. But basically, uh, the last Yes Cruise that we did in 2019 uh, which had John Lodge on the, the mm. cruise. Uh, I met his wonderful daughter, Emily. And we fell in love. We've been together ever since. Oh, so no. the, yeah, oh. thank you. Yeah, the it's Lodges Papa have John. a house here. Huh? Oh, it's Papa Lodges John. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're so the Lodges have a house here, and we're all here right now, the four of us. Oh, great. Oh, cool. Tell John we said hi. Please. Oh, I definitely will. And, uh, we're looking forward to having you guys back in Chicago for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no. we'll be there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we have a house in Saint. We have a house in Saint Martin, which is similar to that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. So you and, know uh, what it's all about. We have a house in Saint Charles. Big deal. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in thank you guys. Man. Hey, everybody. I got to remind everybody. Really, thanks, Thanks, bro. Please yeah, like thanks. us. Please share us. 
check out our podcast. We're now on on uh, on Apple, uh, on iHeart rather, on Apple and our Spotify platforms. We're just it's Who's it's blowing up. Next, next week, week. Eddie Trunk and Paul Schaefer, I think. Cool. It's going to be an unbelievable. And those two, you know what? They they get it. They get mixed up for each other a lot. Apparently, yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> Tell Eddie I said hello. Great week, guys. We'll see you every week, Thursday nights, right here. Hanging and banging. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Billy. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you guys.